Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. You're darn right glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. We've got an update on the Texas abortion law, really an anti-abortion law, that made it to the Supreme Court. And let me just say this. I won't tell you what happened, but the pro-abort crowd is not very happy. We'll talk about that. We'll break that down. Bottom of the hour, we've got the world record holder in the deadlift. Now, I used to be a strong dude back in the day. I mean, I'm okay now, but I mean, back in the day, 20 years ago, I was deadlifting five, 600 pounds, and I was a lot more than anybody else in the gym just about. This guy did over 1,000 pounds at a deadlift. If you don't know what a deadlift is, I'll explain that as we get into it as well. We talked to Chris Duffin. He's an amazing guy who helps train so many major league teams in baseball, football, basketball, Again, he holds that world record. He's written a book now about your inner and outer strength, and it's really good stuff. I could have talked to this guy for two hours as well, so we'll have that for you at the bottom of the hour. That much more on a Friday, a free speech Friday. That's the wrong one. There you go. Ah, freedom. Uh Uh-huh. Say what? Bring it down. Take it up a notch. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Whatever's on your mind is going to be fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we will move on. Kay Smythe is in for Kerry Lockie. Good to see you, Kay. Sam, of course, is here for Sam. And Polo is out. We've got Pete behind the board. We appreciate everybody. Uh, just to promote some of the stuff Kay has going on, KaySmythe.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com. She's also the top writer for The Daily Caller today, trending the top of the page. A lot of great stories there. And tomorrow morning at, what, 8.30, K on Newsmax? 8.30 tomorrow morning on Newsmax with Wake Up America. Yeah, so 8.30, that's 8.30 Eastern time. So so adjust accordingly, depending on where you're um, uh, where you're listening from. Okay, so in Texas, and Kay's going to give you the full story in a second, but in Texas, there was this um, this law that they passed that it's not even a law, really. It's not it's not a criminal issue. It's a it's a civil issue, where once the heartbeat is detected on an uh, on a, a an unborn child, uh, the left would call it a fetus. Uh, once the heartbeat is detected, you can no longer abort. Now, if you do it and somebody reports you for doing it, you could be facing a civil penalty up to I think ten thousand dollars. It made it to the Supreme Court because the anti-abort crowd thinks that this is unfair and it's anti-Roe v. Wade, and they got a decision today that they weren't very happy with. Kay, what do you have? 
This comes from Life News. Texas Supreme Court rules abortion ban can stay in place. The Texas Supreme Court unanimously ruled today that Texas can continue being the first state in America since 1973 to ban abortions. For nearly six months, the law has banned most abortions in the state, saving thousands of unborn babies' lives. Pro-abortion groups are challenging the law in multiple ways, but their most prominent lawsuit right now involves the unique private enforcement mechanism in the law. The law bans abortions once an unborn baby's heartbeat is detected, usually around six weeks of pregnancy, but unlike most pro-life laws, it leaves the enforcement up to private citizens rather than state officials. Typically, when pro-abortion groups challenge pro-life laws, judges block the state from enforcing them. With a ruling against Texas abortion businesses today, the state's highest court has effectively ruled that the heartbeat law can stay in place that bans abortions when babies have a detectable heartbeat at six weeks and allows private lawsuits against abortion practitioners and abortion businesses that break the law. The Texas Supreme Court, in its ruling today, determined that the state agency executives cannot enforce the act, but enforcement by public officials was never the issue, since the abortion ban allows the private right of against abortion of of against the abortion industry for breaking the law. Big Abortion essentially argued itself into a legal corner by saying it didn't want state officials authorized to enforce the law because it would violate their so-called right to kill babies in abortions. And the state's highest court agree that they should not, since Roe v. Wade doesn't allow states to publicly enforce abortion bans. In doing so, they allowed the courts to uphold the law and the private enforcement mechanism. Today's ruling effectively ended a challenge by abortion centers that have gone to the state and nation's highest court in their desperate attempt to keep profiting from abortions. Texas Right to Life media director Kimberlyn Schwartz responded to the good news. This is a big victory for the Texas Heartbeat Act. We have said from the beginning that abortionists' lawsuits should be dismissed and we're grateful that the law can continue saving thousands of lives. During the arguments before the court, State Solicitor General Judge Stone responded that the law clearly states that enforcement is private. Judge Stone told the justice told justices that there is no ordinary English interpretation that entertains any possibility of public enforce, enforcement. And, that, and that's the issue. I want to jump in there if you don't mind. Uh, that's the issue. The public enforcement angle of this is the issue. And, and, and here's why I say that. Roe v. Wade, they lied. They said it was about privacy. What they said was the government had no business knowing what a woman would would do with her health care, um, had no right to know, uh, no no right to violate her privacy, to say that her medical decisions or health care somehow the government could get her to tell them about it. They call it I think they call it a Fifth Amendment case to be honest with you. And then when you read it, it does basically say yes, she has the right to do an abortion. And in fact, if you read it in the most general sense, she can have an abortion right till the, the second the baby's being born. So um, that is law or precedent. Let me know that it's law, to be honest. I can't find it in the Constitution. But it's precedent that was set in 1973 that says government officials, public officials, as Cage has read, public officials can't get in the woman's business. This law in Texas, or this, it's, it's, I guess it's a law, but I mean, again, there's no criminal penalty here for the doctor. This says that civilly or privately, a private citizen in Texas can say, this doctor, you know, at 20 weeks where we know the heartbeat has been heard, still did the abortion. And for every time the, the doctor does the abortion, it could be a $10,000 fine if the reporting and the investigation proves that it happened. Again, there's no criminal penalty. You're not going to go to jail. 
He's not going to have to face a jury. I guess he could in a civil case, but this is a civil violation. It's not a criminal violation. So the anti-abort crowd, they really have no way to go because the win in Roe v. Wade was that public officials, government officials, elected officials, those who were somehow paid for by the taxpayer, could not get in the way of abortion. What I don't like is even Life News, that I like a lot, is saying that it's an abortion ban. It's not. You can still get an abortion, and nobody's allowed to report on you before six weeks. Now, again, I'm not a woman. I don't pretend to be. I've got five daughters, a wife, three sisters, and a mother. So I know, you know, I've known women in my life. So the idea that I could say I know exactly how this feels to hear this on a woman's aspect, I don't. But I understand this, that women are smart. And women know that if there's a heartbeat, that means there's something living. And the idea that we pretend in this society, just so we can abort as many babies as we want, and by the way, 30 to 40% of all the aborted babies in this country are black. I mean, the majority are minority of some, some sort and fashion because that's what Planned Parenthood was founded on on eugenics, on weeding out the undesirables. The blacks were the undesirables. That's what Margaret Sanger said. So, all that out there, all that having been said, women know that a heartbeat means life. So once you hear the heartbeat, you've had six weeks to decide. And some will say, well, I didn't know I was pregnant until six or seven or eight or nine or ten weeks. I'll have to tell you, it's a living thing now. Even if you want to make the argument that conception isn't when when life happens, I believe it does, but many of you don't. Eh, it's just a blob of cells. I've heard that one a lot. Well, once that blob of cells has a heartbeat, I'm going to make the argument that it's something that's a life. So this really isn't controversial. If you want to get an abortion, if you think that you might be pregnant, you find out that you are, and you haven't heard the heartbeat yet, and it's before six weeks, do, do whatever thing you want to do that's legal. But after six weeks, there can be... Um, a way to dissuade doctors from doing the abortion. This is really to dissuade them from, from doing them. And the argument, well, you're going to have back alley abortions and other, all that stuff. Let's, let's educate better. Let's talk about it more. Let's talk about it throughout our society and let people understand what is available, what's not available, what you can do. You can do adoption, whatever else. But the idea that it's not a life is one that is so stupid. It's almost 50 years now since Roe v. Wade. And these leftist jackasses have been bouncing around saying that it's not a life and that it's just some cells in a woman's body, and a woman has a right to her own body, even though that the, the bunch of cells with the heartbeat now has its own DNA and own chromosomes, and it's really a separate life. We've been acting stupidly for, for 50 years, and this doesn't ban it in Texas. It just says we're going to make it a whole lot harder if we know that, that that person inside is alive. Your thoughts on this, and I don't want to get into some crazy abortion debate. I am pro-life. That's it. If you're not, and if you want to ask me why I'm pro-life or give me different situations and scenarios, I'll hear that. But keep in mind, and I want to make this very clear, if you're going to call in and say you're pro-choice, but you would never take part in an abortion, you've been indoctrinated. If you're pro-choice in your brain, yet you would never take part in an abortion, you're pro-life. And society has made you capitulate and say you're pro-choice. You are not pro-choice if you would not take part in an abortion. I've heard this so many times, especially from men. You know, I'm pro-choice. I would never take part in an abortion, but who am I to tell a woman? Um, You're the guy who's pro-life. That's who you are. And you can say it. You're allowed to. 
So I'd love to take your calls on this. Do you think this law makes sense? Do you think the Texas Supreme Court made the right decision? Do you think this will go to the U.S. Supreme Court? Do you, do you think they might overturn it? Do you think Roe v. Wade is going to be revisited in, in the United States Supreme Court? Pro- possibly the Texas law, the Mississippi law. Why not? Let's relitigate it. Let's really find out what this precedent means and why they did it almost 50 years ago. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks. We're about 13 minutes away from... Um, Great interview at the bottom of the hour. Chris Duffin. Hey, let me, let me shut that off. Somebody's, somebody's given us some uh, something good in the chat room, and I actually hit the air. Um, yeah, the chat room is very simple to get to. Just go to JoePags.com, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. It's actually a live video feed. You go there, you'll see us doing the show. You'll see me, you'll see Kay, you'll see Sam. Uh, usually you'll see Polo as well. You'll see Carrie. Um, love having you stop by. We produce it like a TV show, plus you see the interviews. Um, nine out of 10, maybe even 9.5 out of 10, I'll have the person on video as well as audio so you can see it, that we share it on Rumble later on. So make sure you make plans to stop by. It's free. Come by and watch. It didn't cost you anything. I think there's a paywall. Like when Rush used to do it, I think the, um, the ditto heads would have to pay some money to go and watch him. You could watch this show for free. If you want to chat, then it might take a subscription, whatever else, but, um, you can watch the show for free. It's actually kind of fun to go and do that. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We're talking about this abortion law or anti-abortion law in Texas that simply says, if there's a heartbeat, you can't abort the child. And this is a huge win for babies today. It just is. I mean, there's really no two ways about it. Um, and I'm willing to take your phone calls. Pro-choice, tell me why. Pro-life, tell me why. Like this law, tell me why. Don't like this law, tell me why. I'm down to hear it. I think that the law that was, um, or the, the ruling that was made by the Supreme Court in 1973 was flawed. Very, very flawed. And I think it should be rediscovered or revisited to figure out exactly how a document that doesn't say the word abortion, it doesn't talk about a baby's life at all, doesn't talk about pregnant women at all, somehow, covers people who want to abort a child. I'm not really sure how that happened with the Constitution. Meantime, let me tell you about um, Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks, absolutely great. Deliver it right to your doorstep, too. You order it, and it comes in a cooler right to your doorstep. Hello? (laughs) It's simple, right? Go right now to omahasteaks.com. Put in my name, PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar. Click on search, and then you're going to get to a page that shows you the Omaha Steaks sampler. Get it today. Save over 50%, plus you're going to get 12 Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. The package has it all from the the butcher's cut filet mignons to the caramel apple tartlets and a whole lot more. The pork chops are amazing. The meatballs, hello, are amazing. You've got to get these things. It's amazing. You're going to eat for, for day and day and day and day, and you're going to go, this is, I don't understand. It gets better every time. Although, you've got to get those apple tartlets fast because they go fast. There's no, there is one big reason, a huge reason, why Omaha Steaks has been the leader in gourmet steaks and food since 1917. No one comes even close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar. Take advantage of this exclusive package. Every order is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword PAGS. Make that happen right now. 
me go to the phone lines. I appreciate it. See, now my mouth is watering. Let me go to uh, Anthony in, in Denver. Anthony, what's going on? Hi. Howdy. Talk to me. What's happening? Can you hear me? I okay. can. So I, I think the Texas law, I disagree with it. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Colorado has uh, is trying to pass a bill that's going to the exact opposite extreme to basically allowing abortion and up to, and it sounds almost like including after birth, which is a whole different topic. But in my mind, it, if we were going to make any kind of rule for it, I think a better argument could be made for allowing it up till, I, in my mind, I'd say nine, maybe ten weeks. Why? That way that allows the woman enough time to, one, miss the period to give her the indicators that she's pregnant, and two, give her time to be able to make a doctor's appointment. Uh, six weeks, I mean, if, if someone gets pregnant right after their period, that's going to be seven, almost six, seven weeks until they even miss their period to even get that first indication. Are you doing different kind of math than I am? Am, am I incorrect? Yes, you're incorrect. Uh, a period comes every four weeks, every 28 days. I've got five daughters, I should know. Right. Um, so how is that? And, se- if, how is, and how is, if they get pregnant. How is that nine or ten weeks? How the is, day after their period ends. Right. Then 28 days later, they should have another one. If they don't, and they're a week late, that's five weeks. If they're two weeks late, that's six weeks. Not everybody's weeks. cycle is a perfect four weeks. Right, but it's pretty close. It's not six I've or seven. Friends and, it's not and nine my, or ten. And, uh, friends of mine who they're, yeah, it alternates. So nobody's exactly the same. Okay, so you've got but friends who've got period got every nine or ten to... weeks? Then we'll, we'll stop, Anthony. I mean, I, I want to have a conversation with you, but you're being a little okay. bit outlandish. You're talking about waiting nine or I ten apologize. weeks because she might miss her period by four or five weeks without thinking to herself, I might be pregnant? Really? And people do have weird bodies that act strange, but I just think six weeks isn't enough time. Well, okay, well, well we disagree. Because I, I, if they're go ahead. Because if we if we were going to try to talk, let's take the route if we're going to try to talk them out of having the abortion. Right. If they did, if, let's just say you're four weeks later and you found your missed period. You'll need to have, do you have enough, in, in two weeks, is that enough time to schedule the appointments around whatever job you might be working to go see a doctor, go see a counselor to explore all the alternatives like adoption and things like that? But, but, that, but Anthony, you realize the Texas, law, the Texas law doesn't punish the woman. You realize that, right? The irrelevant. You're punishing somebody for no, that. No, it's not irrelevant at all. Not irrelevant. No, 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 no. Not, a, not irrelevant at all because you're making the woman the victim here. And I'm here to say she's not. Uh, you're, so you're talking about giving her a chance to make a different decision. She's got six weeks. Six weeks is a long time. And when you have a heartbeat, you've got a life. I found it interesting, though, that you talked about how disgusted. It sounded to me like you were disgusted by the fact that Colorado was considering up to birth, even after birth, or something like that. We know that the former Virginia governor literally said um, that, you know, you should be able to make a decision after birth if the child is deformed or something. So I'm with you on that. How is it a different person, whether it's inside or outside? If, if I was going to draw a, a, a line in the sand myself for when it should and shouldn't be allowed, it would be when the fetus, embryo, whatever you want to call it, baby. can sustain yeah. itself outside the womb. Why? Okay, when the baby can sustain its own life outside the womb. All right, so how about babies that need an incubator? There's always going to be outliers. In no, 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 that's not an outlier. Count. Okay, what if incubators hadn't been discovered? Just, just kill them? Let them die? Uh, what, what are you saying? 
You know what I mean? It's like it's like you're rationalizing things that don't make sense to me because of the fact that we've invented incubators. You're okay with letting the baby be born because it can live or it can survive outside of the womb. But if we didn't because have incubators, we've created extra ways no, 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 to I, help I, them live. I don't think you understand. What what I'm saying to you is, okay, you're well, rational. About, I'm gonna let you go. Let me ask you I'm gonna this. let you go because, you, because you can't seem you can't you can't seem to control yourself. You can't, and it's it's unfortunate because I've given you a lot of time, and now I'm gonna get emails that I was mean to you or some crap, and I'm not being mean to you. You <laughs> oh, just no, no, I, no, no, I well, well, understand. You, you have to understand. Uh, I am trying to have I am trying to have a conversation with you, and you're being outlandish. You're not even being close to being logical. You're trying to rationalize your own feelings, and I'm not gonna help you rationalize your feelings. It's the same child inside or outside. It's the same child whether you have an incubator available or you don't have one available. It doesn't make any sense to rationalize that way. And and then the woman should have more time to make a better decision. Maybe we can educate her on why she shouldn't get an abortion. It doesn't make sense. You're tr- you're telling me that you're pro-choice, which you are, but you're not pro-choice when it comes to aborting it the day before it's, it could be born. Why not? Go all in. Same child, same same flesh and blood, right? Keep it here, Chris Duffin. When we come back, stay here. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man on. He is a world record holder in the deadlift, and we'll explain exactly what that is. Plus, he's an author of a brand new book. His name is Chris Duffin. Coach Duffin, how are you, Coach? Good to see you. I'm doing quite uh, quite well. Thanks for having me on. No, you're very welcome. The name of the book is The Eagle and the Dragon, A Story of Strength and Reinvention. And I just mentioned briefly before we started that I'm sort of a meathead in the gym myself, although with COVID, I haven't been, and I'm in pretty poor shape right now. But I've been in really good shape, and I found out something early on, and I, and I wonder if you agree. As much as physical strength matters, I'm six one, and I go about 250, um, and I used to be able to lift very heavily. I'm getting older now, not as much. But I found that to get successful in the gym, you have to have a stronger mind, mentality. You have to have, to have stronger sort of backbone and, and, and stick with itness, if that makes any sense. Do you find the same as I do, that, that intellectual strength or mind over body strength is more important than physical strength? Absolutely. So I'm a big proponent of developing resilience or the word, that's what I use instead of strength, yeah. if body, mind, and soul. And so uh, that's why, you know, I've, it's, it's a passion of mine. And that's why I wrote my book, The Eagle and the Dragon, covering kind of the crazy arc of life that I've been through. And people may know me for the big feats of strength. Yeah. Uh, but don't know those those other aspects of it that uh, take to to get there. It's it's interesting because I I know what the deadlift is. I think a lot of people watching and listening don't know what it is. It's where you've got a barbell on the ground and you've got a certain amount of weights on each side. In in the prime of my shape, I think that I could deadlift for four or five, maybe five fifty six hundred pounds around like that. I mean, you you went for That's a thousand you went for a thousand good. pounds. I did a thousand and uh, one, or th- sorry, thousand and two pounds for three repetitions. Wow! Uh, the first one counted as the Guinness World Record, and then five years later, I completed the second piece of that feat uh, of strength, uh, which was to squat a thousand and one pounds for three repetitions. So, I'm the only person in history that's both squatted it and deadlifted it and done both for reps. So I can't that's, even. Uh, I can't even imagine documentary. That. 
coming out about it. Oh, yeah. I want to see it. Uh, without a doubt, it's, it's uh, Chris Duffin. Go to ChristopherDuffin.com. Christopher and Duffin is D-U-F-F-I-N. Uh, go, go to his website. Get the book, The Eagle and the Dragon, A Story of Strength and Reinvention. And I don't want to geek out too much on this, but again, the deadlift is really, really hard. I'm going to tell you a little story, which I think you'll find funny. I was resistant for some reason to do the cross uh, grip on the on the bar. I'm not sure how you do it. Do you, do you one hand this way, the other hand the under? When you do uh, a deadlift? Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I didn't. I had both hands over, and some machismo BS in my head wouldn't let me do, do it like this. And I finally, Chris, decided, let me just try and see what all the rage is. It was so much better, so much more stable to do it that way. Is that something we have to get over, whether it's an obstacle in the gym or an obstacle in your, your relationship or an obstacle at work, that we get hard-headed about stuff, we think we know what we're talking about, and then uh, as soon as we open our mind to listen and pay attention and, and maybe be more resourceful than being pig-headed about it, we can succeed. Does that make any sense? Because I, I, honest to God, would not for five or six years turn my hands over. Once I did, I said, oh, that makes sense now. That feels better. Yeah, sometimes we get stuck on these these small things that, you know, whatever it is in our life that drives us to to feel that that's really important and never take a step back at the bigger look at the bigger picture and go, what is my overall goal? What's the importance and why I have this and what I'm trying to accomplish? And does does that piece you know fit into that? And so um, that many other lessons are like what I walk through in the, the Eagle and the Dragon, which actually only has, I think, like three pages in the entire book. On, uh, on lifting. It's a bestseller for human psychology, self, self-improvement, self-help. Great. Uh, because it, uh, it tells a story, you know, like I got behind me, that's the number of uh, a bunch of the professional teams I work with. I work with about 90% of all professional teams in North America. I have awards for scientific innovation, multiple patents. I'm a, you know engineer specializing in biomechanics. Wow. But people wouldn't know that I, I grew up, you know, homeless, in the wilderness, like living in tree forts, living in tents, uh, dealing with murderers, serial killers, human trafficking, all sorts of very uh, massive amount of tragedy. And it's like being able to have the introspection, the ability to take a step back and understand how and why the way that you want to live allowed me to step out of that environment and be able to go and pursue a dual engineering degree and an MBA while I was took custody and was raising my three younger sisters and getting them out of that environment and then moving forward with my with uh, my career and my life and and positioning that go, go to christopherduffin.com it's uh chris duffin again world record holder of the deadlift the book is called the eagle and the dragon a story of strength and reinvention so the story you just told me tells me you should not have succeeded you, you should have been gobbled up by by the atmosphere you were in the climate you were in and somehow you didn't what was it that made you say, not only am I going to defeat this, I'm going to come out so much better and I'm going to bring my sisters with me. Yeah. So, and that, that's the story of, and that's why I use the word resilience very specifically instead of strength. Yeah. Um, it is something that we can use to leverage those things. Uh, we can't take away and we got to make sure that we're not defined by the environment, the things that happen to us. Those are things outside of our control. Right. All we can control is our actions and responses and also understand you know, when we're in the moment and we're overwhelmed and, you know, it feels like life's just coming at you is that may not necessarily be a bad thing. It's just like your meatheadedness. How did you make progress? It's right. like, man, I've got a really big squat workout. I'm a little scared. I can, that I'm going to be able to pull it off. 
you go into the gym and you overcome it, you know, well, next time I've got that maybe just a little bit more. Yeah. And if you don't go into the gym and you don't go for, you know, let's say a couple of years because of COVID or even six months, right. what happens? You get weak, you get soft, you lose your resilience, your ability to withstand the stress, the challenges, the things that are, have yet to come at you. And so, so it's this process of always having some level of those challenges in life and treating them like, just like that workout, right? You've got to have it. You've got to have your time, your rest and your recovery uh, to repair from it. But you just can't go on vacation for six months or a year because right. that's exactly what happens. You'll lose it. And it, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't ethereal. This is basically physiology at its whole. So in training, we call it the said principle, specific adaptation to impose demand. Okay. And somehow we don't think about using that when it regards to mental and emotional strength, the challenges that we're facing, you know, in our personal lives, in our work, our business relationships, all those things. It's an extremely timely interview and an extremely timely book. Go and get this, The Eagle and the Dragon, the story, a story of strength and reinvention. It's uh, Coach Chris Duffin. Um, it's really timely because, I mean, uh, this isn't about me, but there were a lot of people like me who, who had a specific schedule, a specific life, things that they did. Their schedule really worked. They were in good, really good shape. They were in really good mindset shape. We've heard a bunch of BS from both sides for the past two years about COVID and restrictions and who's essential and who's not essential. Can you imagine? They think that a talk show host was essential while somebody who was doing a really important job to support his or her family wasn't essential and I found that to be really kind of disgusting so how do you lift yourself back up and and utilize that reinvention or or that resiliency that you're talking about um, after having been beaten down for a couple of years I mean people now are in their their cocoons basically almost afraid to go back out there and realize the real world again because there's a lot of fear now. What am I going to face? Is there still a disease around? Can I still go lift that weight I used to lift? Can I still you know, accomplish that out in the field whereas I'm doing telemarketing now over the internet instead of even meeting people? How do, how do you break through that? This is a unique situation, Chris. So, and it's counter to probably what a lot of people in the motivation world will tell you is just like, just go in full force. You have to realize you're starting and you've got to build the blocks. You can't just walk into the gym and start squatting 225 for 50 reps, right? right? right. So you have to build into it and you have to give time. So it's it's just there's only one first day, you know, go in, get that first day in and ease into it. So right now your level that you can handle is is has been reduced and we don't want to go over that. So we want to push those limits to where you're feeling exposure and then pull back come back at it again, test those limits and push it a little bit farther each time. It's important that every day and every week we're putting one step forward and we're making some progress and building up that, that average level of tolerance or ability to handle that environment. But you do not just go turn on the switch and go, Hey, guess what? I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Right. Well, think about that in your aspect of the, you know, your work, your mental resilience, your emotional, all these sorts of things. If you haven't had those level of exposure to those stressors, it does not matter what type of stress. It's all coming from the same bucket and it all has to be developed in that same fashion. You can get right back and you're going to get back pretty fast. As soon as you start, you get that day one in and you start putting another step in front of another, but you've got to taper and build into it. And that's just not something I'm going to beat around the bush about. That's how you hurt yourself. That's how you overextend yourself. That's how you reach too far and you burn yourself out. And then you're, you know, you're back and forth. It's uh, you go into the gym, 
the gym's, you know, examples. And then you push it too hard and then your wrist starts hurting and then your elbow gets a little sore and then you're just kind of back and forth. And next thing you know, you got to go to the doctor. And uh, so it's, you know, it's better about the progress that you make over the year, over the, the decade and so on. And if you just get in and get started and put one foot further towards where you want to go than you were yesterday, you're going to turn around and you're going to you're going to see all the people that got left behind that keep getting scared. They're not ready to they're they're thinking about how that 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 huge level, that big step of where they've got to get to. And that's scaring them away. Don't worry about that. Such, what are you going to do tomorrow? Such a smart perspective. And, and I, I love the first thing you said. The first thing you have to do is start. I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. If you don't start, you and can talk only, about it all you want. Just start. only one day one. Yeah. Right, exactly right. It's uh, Chris Duffin. Get the book, The Eagle and the Dragon. A couple of uh, quick questions here, and I appreciate you giving me the time, Coach. Uh, first of all, get his book, The Eagle and the Dragon, A Story of Strength and Reinvention. Maybe I should know this, but I don't, so I'm going to ask. What are the references to eagles and dragons? What, what does that mean in, in the way yeah. you wrote this? So at uh, 20 years old, I had the, my first tattoo ever done. Maybe it was 18 or 19, actually, is when I started it. Okay. It's a, a big eagle across my stomach and my back, and they're shackled around their ankles and it wraps down around to my ankle very large piece that's like 40 plus hours and at that time in my life you know this was moving out of like living in this basically essentially trauma <laughs> and, and and to me it, it was the articulation of you can fly to whatever heights that you want in the world the only thing holding you back at the end of the day is yourself right. so it's this story of understanding your strengths and how uh, what you're capable of now, the dragon I had done uh, right around 40 years old, and it's a large piece. I had it done. It covers my entire upper body. So it wraps around my shoulders, my arms, my chest, my back, and it's an Ouroboros. Right. It's this dragon eating its own tail, and it's the continual renewal of life. It's the purposeful reinvention of oneself. It is deciding specifically who you want to be. So at this time in my life, I had been working as a corporate executive. Like I said, I had a dual engineering degree, uh, MBA, and I had advanced the level where I was doing turnarounds. I, I'd done turnarounds for uh, aerospace manufacturing companies, uh, automotive manufacturing companies, uh, taking a heavy equipment manufacturer and taking it from a regional down to a national and then international presence. Had a couple kids, house with a white picket fence. Right. And I knew that I could do so much more if I lived my purpose, lived my values and all of them in, in life. And I, I would bring rank. I was ranked number one in the world for eight years straight as a power lifter. Amazing. And so at that time I walked away from my career. It was the only thing I'm like, I've got my kids, I've got to make space. I want to be more centered around my sense of family community. I want to be helping the world in a way that I know that I can, I need to have more of a creative outlet. And so I walked away from that career sold my homes. I had a few homes. I sold basically everything I had, leveraged my 401k, started my own business. I quit competitive lifting and said, I'm going to do things that I really want to do on my terms. And I even, you know, made a decision with a lot of uh, personal relationships that were not, that were holding me back, that were negative and not, you know, not conductive for that. And so I walked away from, from my marriage as well. And so basically I put everything on my life on the line and i founded uh, kabuki strength which is uh, the leading 
one of the leading companies around biomechanics as far as equipment and education in the world. I founded Barefoot Athletics, which is the best minimalist footwear, and Build Fast Formula, a supplement company built on my methodology. And so within a couple of years, I penetrated, you know, I work with, like I said, 90% of all major league um, professional teams in North America, Amazing. leading rehab clinics, all fact, all avenues in the military. Heck, there's a little room off of the Oval Office where we're tra- where we have our equipment, and they're trying to get our commander in chief a little healthier and more resilient. Wow! Like action movie stars like The Rock, Marvel Studios, like, and it, so that's the level of reach that I've had in that period of time. Found the love of my life, which I thought I would just be a single father. Had uh, had my third child, and and just. Uh, I, I reinvented every aspect. And during the course of that, I did the grand goals, which is to be the only person demonstrating with the use of my equipment and methodology and approach to managing the spine and getting people out of pain and living a better quality of life. Um, to do that in the absolute utmost, to take the two hardest, most challenging movements to be able to control and manage the spinal mechanics, which has the largest global impact on the on the body from a mechanical perspective, and do them at a level that no one's ever done to walk the walk. It, well, and, it's amazing, uh, and you certainly have. So, yeah, so that's the purpose, is just deciding specifically who you want to be in the world. So kind of a loaded question there, but... Uh, no, I, 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 you gave me the perfect bit, answer. But... No, no, I mean, you gave us a perfect answer. I mean, I get it. I really do. And, and, and the decisions that you made were hard, uh, but they turned out to be the right decisions. And, and I get that. And I think a lot of people watching and listening are facing hard decisions in their lives, whether professional or personal or whatever. And, and, and maybe this will help them to understand, to look uh, introspectively at, at what's right for you and then make that move. It's uh, Chris Duffin. Go to ChristopherDuffin.com. ChristopherDuffin.com. Get this book, The Eagle and the Dragon, A Story of Strength and Reinvention. Uh, I could talk to you for two hours. We're frankly out of time. Next time, I want you to actually go through the, the, the term biomechanics because you use it a lot. Um, and, uh, and, and I love that you've focused on the spine a bit there. Cause I think a lot of people take their back for granted, especially when I see them working out. In the Number gym, one like, healthcare cost in America. Is that right? Is that true? It's back injury. Yep. Bigger than diabetes, heart disease, Stunning. uh, all the things that you would think. Number one healthcare cost in North America. Well, coach, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Can we do it again? Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's Chris Duffin. Go to ChristopherDuffin.com and we're back right after this. Stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. I do appreciate you hanging out. We're just about out of time, but I think... Uh, that we've got a little bit of time just to wrap things up for the week. And again, keep in mind the weekend tomorrow will be my last weekend tomorrow, so go check that out as well. This is Pop Culture. Bop. Dirty Pop. Pete is in for Polo. Pete, what's going on? Well, I've got the inside scoop on Benifer, Ben Affleck, and JLo. They're looking for their dream home, but she's got some exclusive taste. It's got to be at least 20,000 square feet. She needs a 2,000 square foot closet. She wants two kitchens, his and her bathrooms, a beauty salon, a spa, the finest materials, high-end appliances, and of course, a swimming pool, a guest house, and an office. All of that on at least three acres of land. 
Well, duh. I mean, that's a, what a, a Benifer needs. Uh, Pete, I appreciate that. Good job in for Polo tonight. Uh, of course, it is Kay in for Carrie. Check her out tomorrow morning at Newsmax TV at 8.30 p.m. Uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Kay, thank you. Sam, thank you very much. I'm your boy, Pagsy. Make sure you check out the weekend tomorrow. And if you're not going to be able to check it out, we'll see you back here on Monday. See you then. This is the Joe Pegg Show.